Hey guys, Footy Focus Podcast 2022, episode one. Joining me is the co-host Shahan. How are you going? It's been six months since the last pod, I think. Yeah, hey Shanika, it's good to be back. Uh, yeah, first one for the year. Uh, yeah, we haven't been able to get a couple of previews in, but that's okay. We'll get jump straight into round one and yeah, we've invested in one microphone. I don't know if anyone can tell which one of us has that, but hopefully they can. <laughs> yeah, but um, we'll yeah get the audio quality improved for this season. But um, yeah, big round one, wasn't it? Yeah, so both our teams went down, so we'll go through the reviews later. And yeah, a few, I guess, talking points. Uh, Sam Doherty, so he was probably best on ground for the, the Blues and coming off a second bout of testicular cancer, I think underwent chemo um, in the off-season. And I think just to make the best 22 was pretty remarkable in itself. How did you find his effort and that goal as well? Yeah, very inspiring. Probably the highlight of the round, really. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, many of us, even he probably would have thought he might have not played an AFL game again. But, yeah, um, yeah he's trained well over some. And he had 38 or touches in the VFL, I think, practice game. And then, yeah, I think he was on fire, especially in the first half. He really sort of helped set it up. And, yeah, he's just an important member of the team, isn't he, with these sort of run and carry and kicking skills. Yeah, one of the last guys you got you can give room to because he's so damaging by foot. And... Some of the debuts as well. Um, yeah, there's a few, some mature age and some rookies. Um, which was your standout? Well, there was a couple of good ones. I think I guess the three notable ones were uh, Sam Hayes from St Kilda, uh, Nick Martin, and Josh Rochelle from the Crows. So a couple of five goal bags there. But um, I think yeah, Nick Martin probably. So he had five goals and 27 touches, which is Pretty remarkable. Remarkable when you think about he wasn't listed until like mm-hmm. a month ago. So, uh, I think was it him and Tex Wanganen that got on the list the same day? They were the last two spots, yeah, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. I think they got, both got it. So, um, and yeah, he got the rising star this week, which I think it probably had to be him. What about you? Yeah, I think Hayes from St Kilda because I've heard yeah, pretty rave reviews. In the Sandford, because obviously follow a SA team, and I think he's been the best player there for at least the last two seasons. Dominated um, grand finals and finals, and um, yeah, playing a bit of a probably second ruck role with Ryder out. Um, I think he's not like one ninety-two centimeters, but yeah, just looks made for made for the AFL, and I think he's yeah fully entrenched in that best twenty-two at the moment. Yeah, I'm happy I picked him on my in my super coach team, but. Um, yeah, a lot of people, some people on Twitter were criticizing list managers. I had, I made a little, I sort of stood up for them really because do you think some places develop a bit later? Is it the list manager's like fault for not identifying him sooner? Yeah, it's the same with Tim Kelly, right? I don't think if he was drafted at 18, um, he would have been ready. So when he got drafted at what 24, maybe 25, a few years later, um, he's ready. And I think Hayes is 26, Martin's 24. So um, yeah, some players just take a while to mature. They'll probably still have 10-year careers, but, um, yeah, I think you're right there. Uh, yeah, because, like, if everyone overlooks a player, then there has to be some doubt. There must be something that we don't know about. But, uh, yeah, yeah look, looking forward to see how they yeah, go next. So again, I think maybe honourable mentions to Nick Dacos as well. He played a good game, uh, 27 touches. Um, 
Do you know much about the Luke Beveridge, Tom Morris saga? Yeah, I saw it. Uh, I don't know. I didn't catch the post match. I would have seen it Friday morning. Um, yes, I think he's he's walked back the comments since, and um, yeah, it's really um, yeah, just shocked listening to it because he just went after him multiple times, accused him of bias towards his own team. I think he's still carrying a few scars from him. Uh, Morris breaking the news that Gardner was left out of the the grand final team a few days before and um, probably directing his attention to the wrong person too because there's obviously a leak within the uh, four walls of the club and it's not the journalist's fault. That's their job to pick up these things. So it's, yeah, probably mm. a club so, internal matter. Was that about Hunter? How he sort of said Yeah, he Hunter, was yeah. Out? Yeah, okay. So he, he was, was out, out, and he, out. Yeah, and then back in, right? So I think he was in, maybe Johannesson went out late, but he, he, he ended up in the twenty starting 21. Not yeah. Start, yeah. Not the sub, so yeah, it was interesting. But uh, yeah, Tom Morris, I think, yeah, he's been sacked, so we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> see what happens to him. Uh, yeah, anything else? Any highlights? I watched most of the games, and because it was evenly matched, um, it was pretty close, uh, except that one one blowout incident was um, tight. Uh, the cats, but yeah. yeah, the crowds is probably the other thing. It was a little bit underwhelming. Yeah, I think the AFL wanted a bit more. Yeah, I, I think it'll probably it'll probably start increasing because I think people are a bit hesitant after maybe 24 months out of yeah watching TV, watching footy on the TV, just going to go to the game. So um, I think the crowds will increase too. I think um, people are just probably hesitant the first time. And with Tom Morris, I think yeah, it's important to note that he got. Um, I think Fox Sports definitely took the right action, right, sacking him straight away because the comments yeah. are pretty yeah disgusting. So. Um, it's good, good he has been sacked. Hopefully, it sets an example too because it's pretty um, poor form. I think he's, yeah, the the woman in question, I think, yeah, she's hopefully not going through too much and got plenty of support around her. So, mm-hmm. no, well said. Well, well said, yeah. Uh, we might jump into the reviews then. Uh, Port Adelaide, you guys went down narrowly, I would, I'd say, to yes. yeah, Brisbane up there. Yeah. Yeah, so I think continued our yeah, bad stretch in the Gabo. It started really well, um, but yeah, just overrunning the end. I think we've been, or we have been nine and zero the last two home and away seasons within um, in games decided by less than thirteen points. So it's the first loss um, in that sense um, for a couple of seasons. They conceded six of the last seven goals, up by twenty four points, but um, lack of rotations were telling. Thursman was subbed out in the first quarter. Gray, Aaliyah, Rosie and Mackenzie spent more than 10 minutes on the bench with injury. So it's probably just a matter of time. The lines are pretty um, stiff not to be um, either in front or closer. They're just very inaccurate um, in front of goal. The Danaher incident was probably the main one. So marked pretty much in the goal square and, yeah, um, handballed the ball to Cockatoo and the siren went. So did you see that? Um, yeah, I, I saw, yeah, I did. I saw that. Yeah. What do you think? What do you? Um, I, I guess leaders would have need to be more aware of time. I reckon. Yeah, I think it's just yeah, complete. Like it's typical of his career in the sense that he probably in the probably yeah won the match for them in the end, um, especially in the third and, and fourth quarter. So he did bounce back, but um, yeah, you'd hate to think if it happened in a final and the margins, you know, a goal or two, um, yeah, it could cost them. Could cost them big time. Mm-hmm. Any other? Did Port have any chances towards the end? Because you guys yeah. were in front for a lot of the game, weren't you? Yeah, so Drew, the, that was probably the main one. So I think Brisbane had hit the front. We were 
pushing, I think we may be within two goals. And yeah, Drew um, running into an open goal, three on one out number and kicked it straight to Adams who dropped the mark. But yeah, that was the, the last chance we had. Um, Houston kicked a goal there after. He was probably best strong. I think he's got the 10 coaches votes as well. Um, two goals, two from 36 game high. Most metres gained, um, 10 inside 50s, 10 scoring volts and 7 intercepts. So hopefully that's the first step for him becoming a um, consistent mid because I think last year he was um, in and out of defence and midfield, but hopefully he makes that um, wing uh, position his own. Yeah, and I think you guys, he, can't he be an inside mid? Like, couldn't he, Boke and Wines, rotate through there? Or in Butters, I suppose? I think they probably want him more on the outside just because he's probably our best ball user, but... Um, I think it's important for any uh, midfielder to have that inside um, component. Um, so you're right, he definitely should be adding to our midfield. You mentioned Boke, he was busy again with 32, 19 contested, seven clearances and one goal. Wines was a bit down, only the two clearances and nine contested. So um, hopefully he can bounce back um, this week. Yeah, and you guys were missing your key forward in Dixon. So... How was how do you guys structure up and how did that forward line function? Yeah, it's at fleeting moment, so it's pretty telling his absence. George Yardy's um, probably not ready for that key that number one key, so I think he's yeah, way better suited to number two. He kicked thirty plus goals last season in that role. Yeah, he's um, not tall enough. Should... He's not tall enough to be number one. He's only no, no, like a second or third, ideally. Yeah, yeah, I think maybe in five years he's number one, but. Um, yeah, unusually inaccurate too. And Phil Anson and Marshall had moments, but yeah, they were just moments. So they really didn't have any impact. Um, Lysett too, he didn't have one of his better games. A costly free kick on quarter time, sorry, and led to a goal um, from Darcy Ford. And yet, um, considered a goal to Big O in the goal square late. So um, again, there's a few players that were pretty down um, on the weekend. I did select Butters in my Supercoach team, so I was happy with him from a numbers point of view, but did he play as well as his score indicated? Yeah, normally when he touches the ball, it leads to a goal or or a score. Um, He had it a few times, but didn't have, um, I guess, the impact I would expect. So again, it's probably his first game as a full-time mid. So um, again, there's a few players that were down, which, I mean, encouraging that we only lost by 11 points with, you know, a few of us. Key plays down, but yeah, um, need more from him. Rosie and Sal Pepper, Pepper in the midfield, just more consistent. Yeah, okay. Any uh, young players? I, I had seen in my coach in my super coach as well, but he didn't yeah. play. I thought he was named. Was he not named? Yeah, I think I, I think you're going to go this week just with our injuries. Um, I think he was probably the next man in um, outside of that emergency list. So I'm, I'd like to think he gets to go this week. Um, Aliyah's probably been the main talking point because he's out for eight weeks with syndesmos, which is the most common injury these days. Mackenzie's probably out for a few weeks as well. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough task to um, yeah, replace replace them. Right, okay, yeah. So, ankle injury, that, that is, in other words, I think, for Aaliyah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I guess who, we'll probably get on, get on to who replaces them in our preview. Um, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, any, any other players you want to touch on? Yeah, Neil. I thought Neil was best on for the Lions. Oh, right, Dano one, Neil two. Adams intercepted everything more so than Harris Andrews. Bailey just looks like he's taking the next step to becoming an A grader. And Harry Sharp was really impressive as a sub, really composed and yeah, one touch footy from him. 
that's weird because uh, well, he was a running machine in his junior day, but I think um, ball use was something he wasn't as good in. So maybe he's improved that. So that's good to hear. Um, but yeah, I, I guess for for me, I didn't watch the game, but hearing your review and some highlights, feels like it's a bit more of the same than last year. Like you have all these, the older players seems to be consistent, but the young players, they're there. They're at that sort of B grade level. But just to take that next step, they seem to either get injured or just not perform. So it's, it must be frustrating as port supporter, but you'd hope those young stars can actually take that next step. Yeah, I think that's definitely the key to at least making top or if not taking that next step into a grand final. So we'll have to wait and see, and we'll move on to your review. So Ruse went down to the Hawks, 78 to 58, and you did go to the footy, didn't you? Yeah, it was a beautiful day, uh, MCG. We don't play at the G much, so it was good to go and watch the first game. Uh, since last year, I think you, you and I went to Port, Port Ruse, but... Um, one, yeah. Yeah, so we had... It was disappointing, like, just overall... Um, it was a game that was pro- probably a 50-50. I know the betting indicated Hawthorne were like just slight favourites, but it was a game that we could have won. Hawthorne had a couple of keepers, key players, our senior players, pull out with COVID, McAvoy and Bruce. Um, so, yeah, it would have been nice to win, but both teams were pretty inaccurate. Um, they took their chances like a little bit better than us. Um, when the game was there to be won, I think, yeah, Wingard, he got a lucky free kick and then he kicked another good goal right after to sort of break the game. And after that, they just held on. So uh, could have gone either way, but it was a pretty ugly game, to be honest. It felt like um, two bottom four sides playing. A lot of turnovers. Um, skills were poor to okay for most of it. Um, yeah, both teams copped a couple of early injuries as well. Uh, for us, Mackay went down with concussion, and they lost Lynch, who got who was one of their ruckmen they got from Collingwood. So I think it was probably broke even there. But um, yeah, I could see both teams finishing around the bottom end of the ladder. Um, two young teams as well, so uh, they did have experience. But I think their experience, even though they didn't play that well, like Omira Mitchell, they didn't get a lot of the ball. But the young players really stood up, uh, and we just didn't have an answer for. Um, Mitchell, um, Mitchell Lewis, he took a few contested marks. Marks and Gath was really impressive, as was Sicily. But yeah, for the ruse, we started off really well. Like, we kicked the first goal in the first uh, 60 seconds. Jai Simpkin got on, he ran, yeah, and got on the end of it. And Davies Uniac, like he did last year, round one, he started on fire, had about 10 touches in the first quarter. Um, but yeah, the forward line and you're just kicking the ball in. I think that that's where we really cost ourselves. Like, you just kept bombing it in, hoping Larky, um, Gold, Goldie or CJ would mark it, but that never happened. I think... Did, did you, do you reckon you went in too tall in that forward line? Uh, I, I think we did, yeah. I think a lot of the supporters agree as well. I think um, you can't afford to play uh, three sort of non-athletic Tools. Like you need one to be like the Luke Jackson type or like oh or, Jar- or Jared Waite like back in the day. Um, yeah, so I think we did. I think Jerry and Goldie sort of shared rock duties, but 
Goldie was the only one who hit the scoreboard. He kicked two goals and looked dangerous. Common Jones, he only had sort of half a dozen touches. He looked a little bit disappointing debut. Um, but I, I think they didn't sort of run it out as much. Because when you have the extra tall, you just, like, put less pressure on the defense, right? So, um, But, yeah, I think ideally you'd have just the two and have, yeah, the resting Ruckman forward next to Larky. And Zerha already plays like a key position player anyway. A lot of the he's, time, so. he, yeah, he's very mobile as that as that third. Okay, and how did the uh, much anticipated debut of Horn Francis go? I saw a nice goal from him. Yeah, it was life. very exciting. Yeah, that should have been his second goal actually. He did get a nice kick from Thomas on the lead, and he uh, kicked it 45 degree out, 50 meters out, and he just slightly missed to the far side. Um, but yeah, he didn't get a lot of the ball. I think 13 or 14 touches. Um, one goal, one. Uh, he, yeah, work, works really hard, I think, and he wants to play more midfield time, but I think, yeah, Noble's just going to split that evenly. Um, I mean, it was hard to play that sort of game with, when the skill, when they keep fumbling and you can't get proper ball movement, it's hard to get on the end of it. So when the team starts playing better, I'm sure he'll sort of have more touches and more of an impact. But yeah, every time he touched it, something sort of, generally happen so is he playing um, more midfield or more probably 50 50 and he was on the bench a little bit as well so i think they're easing him into it he could have got a mark in the last quarter i think it was um i thought he had it but cj um, just punched it um that could have gone either way and if he had that he could have kicked another goal so um now encouraging debut hopefully yeah he stays um yeah stays in the team and has an impact so with uh, Mitch Lewis, because he sort of dominated, so you think that was more the um, early sub of Mackay or maybe the Tarrant absence is showing already? Yeah, I think we'll miss Tarrant more than we think, actually, especially if, yeah, like Mackay goes down. Didn't have Josh Walker there as well, so it meant Aiden Core had to play taller than he would like. He's normally like a third taller, and he had to play key position, and Zeebel had to play key position on the last line, which we don't want. I mean, it's, I don't know. I almost think it's poor coaching and, like, strategy. Like, generally, teams, you'd want to build from defense, yeah. ideally, and then get your midfield, maybe midfield, defense, and forward line. Like, our forward lines players are there. But, yeah, like, Hawthorne have the Granger Barras and a couple of young players there. Like, Will Day didn't play, but they do have that. So, but um, our players are all, like, either injured or too old or they're – been switched to defense like Turner, Zebul. They weren't sort of defenders in their younger days, but um, it might be an area to target. But uh, but what we had was a, a good midfield mix, and our midfielders played well. Like Davy Juniak, like I said, twenty um, like ten, nine tackles as well, in addition to his twenty-seven touches and Simpkin, a couple of goals. Um, not as effective, but he still got a lot of the footy. So uh, there's something to work with. And uh, how did uh, Luke McDonald go? Because I know he's since that BNF, he had that injury interrupted year. Yeah, he's not my favourite player, I think it's known, but he had a really good game. He was probably um, best on ground, uh, very easily best on ground for us anyway, especially the first half. Eight intercept marks, 27 touches. Um, maybe a couple of them were from kick-ins, but he was on wing guard for most of it, and he's sort of smashed wing guard in the first half. Um, but, yeah, he was really good. Uh only criticism is he got the ball 50 out. Uh, I think it was in the last quarter or third quarter. Um, it was too far. Like, he, he always, like, aims, goes to have a kick 
goes for the goals when he's 50 out. But mm. he's got a long leg, but he's not that accurate. So he misses a lot more than he actually gets gets it. So I hope next time he sort of knows his limitations and sort of puts it to the, I don't know, looks for a lead or something like that. So um, the senior players stood up. Goldie was good again, like I said. We won the clearances. We were smashing them in the clearances early, but Hawk sort of started to get on top. And, um, yeah, the umpiring was a bit annoying. I think both sides got weird calls for most of the day. Um, apparently, I read, like, Davies Juniak gave a spray to Marnie after he did something stupid. And then the umpire thought he was talking to him and paid 50 against <laughs> the Kangas. <laughs> I haven't seen that on yeah. TV yet, but that would be annoying. Um, and finally, just tackles, I think, is another area to improve. Hawthorne had 62 tackles to us 50. So, yeah, just need to put a bit more pressure. So maybe, yeah, having an extra runner instead of that tool might um, be good. So I'll do the game preview for Port. So playing, hosting the Hawks Saturday night at Adelaide Oval. Um, maybe reading too much into it, probably a danger game. I think yeah, top four is obviously the aim this season and you can make it with a zero and two start, but you don't want to give too many sides, you know, two, a two-game head start. Um Got the showdown, Melbourne and your Red Hot Blues to come in the next three weeks. Um, question for you. So who should we put in tension into um, based on round one, apart from you know the obvious um, Wingard and, and Gungston? Right. You broke yeah, up a little maybe? bit there. You, yeah, you broke up a little bit, but I think you want to know who to put some time into. I think, yeah, CJ Gath is the obvious one, him, and uh, also Sicily, like he's intercept marking. So you don't want to play... You'd hope Dixon can get up, but play someone that's accountable and makes him defend. Um, but CJ, CJ was just good with his run. It's a bit able to read the play. So that, and you'd think like guys like yeah, Wingard, O'Meara, Tom, um, Tom Mitchell, they're not going to have too many quiet games like they did on the weekend. So you'd be watch out for them as well. And Gunston's also in a bit of form. So I'd say, yeah, maybe your skipper can man up on him. Yeah, I think I think Bird can go straight to Wingard. He comprehensively beat Charlie Cameron, say, for a unlucky mark late which led to a goal. Um, I think Skinner probably goes to Lewis. So Sam Skinner, the, um, I think, three ACLs at the Lions and remade himself as an intercept defender. So I think he comes in for Aaliyah. Um, yeah, need Wines to bounce back. So maybe send him to Tom Mitchell and just make him the hunter. Um, Gunson, I was probably thinking maybe Lockie Jones just because he's, he's more mobile. Um, uh, Gunson's smart, in, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, he's, so be, smart. He's, he's too smart. He's too smart for any defender, I think. But um, yeah, maybe Jonas goes to him straight away. But Lockie Jones, he can play tall and small, but it is very early days in his career, so maybe it's too much of a, a step up. I think Marshall can tag Sicily, um, keep it from dominating the air, um, and just yeah, play a sort of a decoy and yeah, hit Marshall up if Sicily's yeah away from yeah. him too much and. Um, Butters and Rosie hopefully can kick a few and be at their lively best. I think Rosie is carrying an injury, so hopefully he does get up. And Dixon might come back, and he's yeah, by far the MVP of our team, even with you know Wines, Boke, um, Alir, and, and the like. So um, if we can get yeah, because I think the probably three or four will come out with injury, maybe even Robbie Gray as well. So three or four—that's a big yeah, big injury. Yeah, so. I think Gray. Well, Dersma I think will miss uh, Gray. Uh, Aaliyah and McKenzie. So that's at least four and yeah, potentially Rosie as well if he's still sore. So, 
yeah, we'll have to see. But yeah, pretty decimated at the moment. Yeah, and uh, for Hawks, there, I think it's Dylan Moore. I think he gets a lot of the ball and yeah. he's a bit dangerous up forward. So maybe you just have to watch him as well because he could bob up, kick a couple. Uh, do we give our tips for this or at the end? Oh, we get yeah. So your boys are hosting the Eagles at Marvel Sunday early stuff. Yeah, so one of our <laughs> footy podcast, uh, footy focus podcast listeners goes for the Hawks, so we're gonna go to this game as well. Um, yeah, so West Coast went down. Um, they were beaten sort of easily in the end. I think it took Gold yeah. Coast about three quarters to break them, but um, yeah. I watched some of it, but. Yeah, they, I think Gold Coast inside midfielders just took a hold of that game with so many Eagles missing. So they've got a long list of um, players unavailable, don't they? Yeah, I think well, Darling was missing. Um, Shuey, I think, missed round one as well. But Darling might come back now. I think he's over that little niggle now that he's got uh, two doses, I think, now he's got um, pretty recently. Mm. But, yeah, they're, they're missing. Oh, Yeah, they're missing a lot. Players, yeah. Yeah, and then Kelly and Liam Ryan, I think they'll come back in because they just missed because of the COVID protocol. So yeah, as yeah. long as they're feeling good, they'll be back. So it's probably looking even-ish. Or maybe we're missing a couple. We're missing like probably our most important player, Ben Cunnington and Anderson's missing. And you, Mackay will be an out. Um, yeah. I think Josh Walker should probably come back in for for Mackay. And Polak, he was laid out. So he'll probably come back in as well. Um, so just a couple of changes. I'd leave Cal Coleman Jones out as well. I just think, especially at Marvel's a fast deck, so a um, couple of talls out and one tall and one small back in. Uh, we should start favourites, and I think we should win this game. Um, similar to what, what Gold Coast did, I think our midfielders really need to get a hold of um, yeah of it from the centre. Uh, Nick Nat, I think he was a bit sore as well on Sunday, so he might um, not be 100%. But, yeah, as long as Davies Juniak, um, Simpkin, Greenwood, these guys can get on top and expect uh, Taron Thomas, who was pretty disappointing on Sunday, and Zerha, uh, these outside players to get a bit more of the ball. Um, and, yeah, and being at Marvel might be a bit more familiar with um, how we approach it as well. So... Uh, yeah, I think um, I was just thinking about excuses for our previous game. So, because the players hasn't they haven't played a lot together, so that synergy is probably not there. So, um, we started the season pretty poorly last year, so it's going to be the same again, like with a lot of fresh faces, um, maybe a bit more, a little bit more tweaking of the game plan. So, yeah, almost like eight players I counted either new or like pretty new to the team. So, um, yeah, so. Uh, what do you reckon? Any, um, yeah, do you Eagles are a chance in this? Yeah, I think definitely. I think Rioli and, and Liam Ryan are the, the dangers for me. Um, who, who would normally go to Ryan? Was that Aiden Core, maybe? Or, uh, he's a good aerial, isn't he? So you probably want someone, maybe even like Jack Siebel, someone who, who, who's strong enough to take him because I don't think Turner is probably not that tight. He might go to Rioli or like um, yeah. who else? Like Pe- Petricelli, like some someone like that. But yeah, I, I agree. I reckon these smalls normally do damage on us. Yeah, if you can um, play, you can. If you leave out, yeah, Calcom and Jones, and you're playing a bit smaller, you know, McGovern and 
Barras hopefully aren't as dominant in the air if you're playing a smaller forward line. Yeah, I think Eagles... Eagles' backline isn't too bad, actually. I think most of their mid injuries have on the, the middle of the ground, so yeah. and their forward line. So, yeah, we should definitely like lower our eyes and like not vomit in, um, because yeah, guys like, um, yeah, I mean, like he's he's an okay contested mark, but he's definitely better on the lead, I think, and yeah, hit up Zaha and these sort of guys. Um, yeah, so and fumbles, I think they just got to get to work on being clean with the footy, just like fundamentals. To carry out the game plan, you need to be clean with the footy. So, And we went, and hand-passing behind player. We did that numerous times. Uh, and even missing hand-passes, which is pretty unacceptable. So uh, tagging-wise, I reckon, um, O'Neill did a bit of a tagging job against the Gold Coast. So he might go to, like, David Juniak or someone like that. Um, uh, but from our point of view, I don't think we'll really go with the tagger. If we do, it might be... Someone like Tom Powell might be able to run with like a Redden or someone. Um, or Tim Kelly is probably the one to negate. Okay. Uh, but, but I don't think that's David Noble's style just yet. So, uh, and I will see how we go. We should, I'll be disappointed if we start the season with uh, 0 2. And then we've got a tough run after this game as well with a few. I think we play Brisbane and Melbourne and some, some, we have pretty hard teams. So, yeah. Yeah, otherwise I can see us being sort of similar to last year, zero and six or seven, and then, yeah. Um, that's about it, really, so hopefully we'll see how we go. But um, should we just get into the tips? Yep, get into it. So Thursday night, Bulldogs hosting the Blues at Marvel. I've got the Dogs, but, yeah, um, yeah, I think everyone's jumping on the Blues bandwagon at the moment. Hopefully, um, yeah, uh, back as well from injury. Oh yeah, so he's made a pretty re- remarkable recovery. So that's the other thing. Like they played, their midfield was awesome, and they've still got their best player to add. So uh, I'm actually going for Carlton here. I reckon. Um, last time the Bulldogs made a grand final, they didn't make the finals, and next year, yeah. so maybe I don't know. Sometimes this thing, stuff like that happens. But um, yeah, with I, I just find Carlton, they had a lot of energy and confidence about the way they finished the game of last week. So. I think they kicked seven goals in the last quarter, so I think they'll continue that into this game. I think Norton as well. Too much reliance on him with Bruce out. So, um, got yeah, Swans hosting the Cats Friday night. Uh, I've got the Swans and Buddy. I think he's got four more to get the thousand. So, um, I think he'll get there. Uh, I think I tip the Swans as well. Yeah, just because it's a home game. Otherwise, um, I reckon just the Swans midfield is a lot more disciplined than what Essendon were and. Um, yeah, it's going to be another unpredictable season. So just because the team wins by 80 points one week, I don't think doesn't necessarily mean they'll back it up the next week. But um, I don't think Buddy will kick more than maybe three goals. So he's probably another week away. <laughs> okay. He only kicked one. Like, the amount of yeah. talk that happened during the yeah, week. That, Davis should have got the three Browns, but I know he won't. But, yeah, should have anyway. Um, so Saturday, you got Collingwood versus the Crows at the G. I've got Collingwood and um, Lipinski might end up being one of the oh, – Maybe the recruit of the year, like unheralded. Mm, I was wondering, oh, why can't we get a recruit like that? We ended up with Lockie Young. <laughs> um, yeah, so Lipinski was awesome, 30 touches and a goal. Uh, Adelaide, I can't believe I, yeah, they came back. My, <laughs> Yeah, I was pretty surprised. Freo were like in total control and then, yeah, you look up and then Adelaide were up by 10. So uh, Rochelle looks like a gem and I, yeah, him and Thilthorpe, they both kicked five on debut, so their forward line's looking very potent. 
Uh, but yeah, I'm going for Collingwood as well at the G. Essendon versus the Lions at Marvel. Um, I think Dan Heller continue his form and yeah, Essendon hopefully a better showing from them. They're pretty, um, yeah, meek on the weekend. Who are you going for? Uh, Lions. Did you say Lions? Okay. Uh, I reckon, I don't know, I reckon Essendon might cause an upset here. I think um, they'll be embarrassed by what they showed and they'll um, yeah, be a totally different side and maybe um, uh, it's just their forward line. They want Stringer back. They just don't have too many scoring options without him and Tiffin Woody not playing. So, um, And Snelling's been an important player. So if they can get that back, um, yeah, we'll see. But I'm not brave enough to make early calls about missing finals, but who knows? They could slip out. Port versus Hawks. I've got Port, um, as always. Yeah, you guys will win pretty easily, I think. <laughs> don't think Hawthorne, they'll be much good this year. Suns versus Melbourne at Metricon. Hopefully the Suns continue their form. Love to see Rankin back to form and Rail, obviously, I think best on ground by a long way, but I think the Ds will be, just be too strong. Yeah, the Suns, very exciting to watch. Almost becoming my second favourite team, really, uh, with no banking either. But, um, uh, yeah, you'd think Melbourne just finds a way to win. It'll be a massive upset if they don't. So Melbourne for me. On Sunday, Ruse versus the Eagles at Marvel. Actually got the Roos. The Roos are favourites, actually. Um, yeah, I've got the Roos. I think Stevenson um, and Tarrant Thomas will bounce back after round one. Yeah, I'd hope so, too. Stevenson had 38 touches last time these two teams met. So hopefully it gives him some confidence. But I think we'll maybe not by a lot, but maybe like 10 points. We might get the points. Richmond versus the Giants at the G. I've got the Giants. I think too early to tip Richmond out of the eight. But, yeah, they just look... Um, yeah, just too old at the moment and you'd love to see Cornelio back to a bit of form as well so hopefully that continues Yeah, me too I reckon um, Giants have got this um, Presti is out it's an important player I think Lambert I don't know if he's going to miss another week or two but um, just the depth of the Giants midfield is very, very scary it's for probably the best midfield going around in the comp um, and they'll get over Richmond Dusty was good but he was I don't know still got the ball a lot but he just wasn't as the short. When yeah, I saw. when he's had, he lost, what, 10 kilograms around from that kidney and, yeah, mm. I think would have cut short his pre-session as well. So I think he'll be back to his best, but, yeah, don't think he can carry the team yeah. um, as he did in the past. And to close around, Frio hosting the Saints at Optus. Um, did you see Heat Chapman's uh, spoil yeah. goal line? Yeah. Mm. Maybe the player that ran after Doherty's goal. Just smart, very smart, like, to, like, not panic and, yeah. He was a first-rounder, wasn't he? he yeah, he, he was. Yeah. 14 or 15. And not only the spoil, but he was able to run off, receive the hand pass, and then he kicked yeah. it to a player, like on the bound, and a it teammate. Yeah, and he kept it boundary side, which a lot of young players might have gone more central. So Yeah. He looks like a, a gem. So I've got Frio um, to go 2-0. and oh. Yeah, me too. I think Saints. Uh, a little bit of doom and gloom about the Saints, but it's probably not as bad as it seems, but... Um, I reckon, yeah, Frio uh, will get the points. And hopefully we can see Nat Five come back. We'll end it there, but hopefully next week both our teams are 1-1. One, one one. Yep. So, yeah, thanks for listening. And, uh, yeah, catch you next time.